0: Hey, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish, author of Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master, and you're listening to Morris' unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week... Morse, Peter, and Jessica talk about the best board games for Dungeons & Dragons fans.
1: In the news, the Blade Runner RPG is coming to Kickstarter, Joe Manganiello and Arcana are bringing augmented reality to the tabletop, and more, plus
0: our favorite game in all the world, and a brand new sketch about the status symbol that is an adventurer's
1: mount. This week on Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. The Thieves Guild has sponsored today's podcast. The Thieves Guild is your number one destination for the procurement of robbers, burglars, housebreakers, shoplifters, pickpockets, muggers, larcenists, pilferers, poachers, embezzlers, swindlers, crooks, cutpurses, footpads, and lurchers. Just head down to the Clothmaker's Guild and ask for a pebble down mattress. Wink twice and answer Fiddle Me Dee when they ask you your name. But don't tell them I sent you. I owe them money. All oh, the Tabletop role playing news, we aim to amuse
2: and we aim to enthuse,
0: and Morris' unofficial Tabletop RPG Talk. Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial Tabletop RPG Talk. I am Russ, aka Morris, or Morris, aka Russ, and with me this week...
2: Is
3: Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild of Role Players? Rest, as ever, it is a total delight to be here, and joining us again for another consecutive week, it is the hostess with the mostest. It's the one. It's the only. It's
4: me, Jessica Hancock from EM Publishing. Woo! If we get on with some
0: ah, PG news, RPG news, RPG news. We should do that. Yeah, let's go. So look, the best bit of news is mm-hmm. that the Level Up Advanced Fifth Edition hardcover yes. books are arriving. Magically in well it's not actually magically it's by the uh, by the means uh, by the medium of the postal service, but are yeah. arriving in people's houses
4: yes in homes across the UK Europe and worldwide
0: yes, although not in North America yet because they are on a boat
4: yes they're on yes that's true
0: yes but everywhere else they are starting to arrive in people's houses. I was somewhat disappointed and I want to know what sort of a world we live in where. Peter, bloody coffee, of all people, gets their level-up books before me. What's well, going on?
3: I was going to observe that the Dead Sea has a salinity of 33.7%, indicating that there is an absolutely massive amount of salt within it as a body of water. And that is still as nothing compared to us. when he was tracking the tracking numbers, because that was a lot saltier, <laughs> i got to say. <laughs> I, 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 as soon as I
0: realized that Peter was going to get, like, I, I was livid (laughs) this is I was gonna I was gonna come out of your house and confiscate your books (laughs) it was that
4: bad no! Um, <laughs> and I, As somebody who did the fulfillment for the campaign, I can tell you why. It's because I put Ross's Ross's order on after yours, Peter. Is is why it went out. I foolishly
3: putting Russ yeah. down has Russ, ZZZ Morrissey. I really yeah, appreciate
4: exactly. that. Well, so in honesty, we did mm-hmm. all the fulfillment for Kickstarter backers, and that went out first. And then we did. And then there was a separate sheet which was all the contributor copies, so the writers and everything went out in a separate well, well, list. Peter
0: doesn't know. Yes. If you open up those lovely, shiny, level-up books that you have there, mm-hmm. you will
3: find that they have been carefully replaced with Dallas, the RPG. I'm afraid that the prince <laughs> may have let me down in that respect because I already opened <laughs> them up. Um, exciting. Exciting. I, I know I was excited. There have been lots of people posting it. If you want to share the joy of having received your books, and you are mm-hmm. at the same time on Twitter, you can post a picture of your lovely, of your lovely books possibly including your lovely face, if you wish, though that is not option- though that is entirely optional. And you can put the hashtag, hashtag LevelUp5e, and that will put a little smile on Morris's face. And that cracking sound you hear afterwards will be the sound of his face cracking after he has smiled.
4: And you can do that on not just Twitter, you know. So we're also ah, on Instagram. We're also really? on TikTok. We're what? also on Facebook. So you can tag us uh, EN publishing RPG on any of those or use the hashtag Ooh. you just mentioned. So hmm, we're on all the lovely. social media platforms. And when e. we say we, Ooh. me, and not yes. Russ, because he doesn't understand them. <laughs>
0: That's right. Technically I do have accounts.
4: Do you have a TikTok account?
0: I created one <laughs> just to be able to look at the EN publishing TikToks, but I haven't actually done that yet, so.
4: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> okay. I'm asking for what I post on there now.
3: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, anyway, I mean, anyway. Russ TikTok would love you, I'm sure.
2: Yeah.
4: He's on anyway, one anyway. of our TikToks on Ian Publishing RPG. Fantastic. Perfect. I know. <laughs> I got him to do it. Anyway,
0: anyway, 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 anyway. Let's talk about Blade Runner. Blade
4: okay, Blade Runner.
0: Runner. Which one? Yes. Game. Blade Runner, the role-playing game, which was announced last oh. year.
3: Wow.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so it was announced last year, and the Kickstarter is launching very, 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 very soon.
4: The 3rd of May, that's how soon. Wow, that
2: that's is soon. soon. That's pretty soon. That's quite mm-hmm. soon.
0: That is under, under a month, and that, mm-hmm. I am sure, will do extremely well. That's yeah. right.
4: You can Ooh. sign up for notifications on the Kickstarter now, so I think um Free League freely sent an email around...
3: Uh, I, I was that. going to ask if it was Free League, and of course it's Free League. Because they're of like, ah, oh, yes, the 1980s league. a fine time for yeah. film. Let us turn them into beautifully produced RPGs with excellent mechanics. You will yeah. enjoy them. We're like, yes, we will enjoy them. But, well, their
0: um, pre launch page has like nearly 4,000 followers on it so far, so.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, also, it was mm-hmm. the vote of the most anticipated RPG of 2022 on EN mm-hmm. World as mm-hmm. well. It really it tends to get
3: those votes. They for reasons that we have covered many times on this podcast yeah, and yeah. just now in fact
0: well they get a lot of really good licenses don't they like modifics yeah. does as well freely yeah. and modifics are both like very license friendly companies
2: yeah mm-hmm.
3: it's the way they just make really beautiful games that people look at and say oh that's really nice yeah yeah and yeah. um, although yeah. speaking of intellectual properties
2: mm-hmm. i believe
3: that may be the subject of the awfully cheerful question Oh, yes, yeah, so our listener question of the week. Okay, yes. let me
0: dig out the listener question of the week. So, this week's listener question is from Curtis in yes. Vancouver, in that there, Canada. Oh,
3: okay. Mm-hmm. that's Vancouver, right? Another thing. I'm very impressed.
0: Yes, and Canada, which is the correct pronunciation of Canada. Is it not Canadia?
4: Okay.
0: Canadia. <laughs> <Canada. laughs>
3: late Canadia. Late Canadia.
0: Curtis asks. Mm-hmm. And this is quite on theme, and I think possibly maybe prompted by us talking about the Dallas RPG so much, but <laughs> wants to know what book, movie, or TV property badly needs an official role-playing game but has never had one? Or, to phrase it another way, what property would you buy sight unseen
3: in the form of a TTRPG? Well, I do have two answers. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Well, the first answer is, of course, the Stainless Steel Rat RPG, a series of books by Harry Harrison, which covers Slippery Jim, degrees and family and their complete disregard for future law uh, in the most stylish and amusing way possible. The famously, Slippery Jim doesn't kill anyone and uses a variety of non-lethal means to resolve disputes and problems whilst being chased by essentially A Galaxy Y collection of Robocops. Unfortunately, I cannot have this as my answer. Why not? Because there is a book which has been described from its review as a parody of adventure books, but which is supposed to be um, an adventure book written by Harry Harrison, which lets you flip a coin and choose options to go through Has the Crew Gym.
0: So technically there is an RPG of
3: that. Technically there is. Okay. However, Your backup. My, my, my backup one, which I was thinking, in fact, it was the first one I thought of. I thought, oh, that's kind of good, but it's a bit niche. But I thought, ah, oh, so a still around. And then there was actually saying a still around. So my main one is East of Eden. Not the book by John Steinbeck. Not the uh, Tokyo manga-esque, possibly computer RPG. I didn't really understand what I was looking at. I didn't really care. No, I refer to the books by Harry Harrison, which are about what if... A meteor, or asteroid, or whatever you want to call it, didn't hit the Earth, creating the Chicks Club crater, and essentially a set of dinosaurs evolved who were massively into genetic engineering, and created other dinosaurs which could be used as troop carriers, and they were just like basically weird scientists, and were then dealing with an encroaching ice age, whilst humans have also evolved as well. Hmm. Because I gotta say, the three books were pretty damn wild. Older books from the early 80s, but yeah, I I definitely enjoyed them. Uh, would you recommend? Okay. And, and, you, and you get to see humans adapting dinosaur technology and then creating their own.
4: Excellent. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Jess, what about
3: Good you?
4: Answer. Well I'd struggled a bit first cuz all the cuz I think when you're looking for a license in a game you're basically thinking what's a world I really like or think is mm-hmm. interesting and would like to walk around in mm-hmm. um and the ones that immediately come to mind already have RPGs which is like Firefly or mm. um dresden files no, i had the same existed. thing
0: it was like star wars star yeah. trek Yeah, <laughs> all yeah, exactly. all already done. yeah. Be- and
4: that's and there's a good reason for that it's because a lot of people were like this would be great so mm, you know yeah. some smart publishers were like we will make this people will buy it but mm-hmm. um so i decided to give something really niche in a different area of interest as well as like you know kind of your classically nerdy kind of things i'm also mm. into trash tv
2: Ooh, uh, yeah.
4: because i'm a And the trash TV uh, that got my attention a lot in the last month and a lot of other people's was uh, Love is Blind, which I don't know if this will vibe with our audience. But basically, it's a reality TV dating show. And you're already thinking, wow, Jess, what quality content.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And the premise is...
4: Uh, a bunch of people go on blind dates mm-hmm. um, uh, where they can't see each other so they can just talk. And the idea is that you're meant to fall in love with somebody for their personality and your values opposed to what you look like. Mm-hmm. And they do that for two weeks and then they uh, propose and then they get say they're going to get married and then they can meet each other for the first time. Uh, and as you can imagine, that always goes really well because <laughs> proposing mm-hmm. somebody you've never seen in real life after knowing them for two weeks is a great idea.
3: No drawbacks whatsoever.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i have no idea how you would make this an rpg experience um <laughs> but i just think it's a really wild and weird concept like socially and uh rpgs can be quite like social and indie some of them so i was like yeah, this this that would be a weird and out mm. there brand to have.
3: I am huh. sure there's something on itch.io even as we speak. Almost almost certainly. Although we won't be able so, to find it. So also, if also to, this, it, that's to nice.
0: steal Peter's joke from before the show when we were talking about this. Ah. <laughs> it's basically blind date with the difficulty turned up really high. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, Peter did say that. I, I'm glad you gave him credit. So
0: yeah. Right. Right, so mine, okay yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. I, it did, I did find this one quite hard because immediately I just went to all my oh. favourite Because
4: properties. the Dallas RPG already exists. Uh, the Dallas I RPG
0: know. does already exist, sadly. Uh, I did immediately <laughs> go to you did know... <laughs> I've never seen <laughs> Dynasty, actually. Okay, um, okay. <laughs> but uh, I went to Star Trek and that's there. Doctor Who, that's the Lord of the Rings. You know, all the stuff that I really like watching, it's yeah. all already been done. Yeah. More than once in most cases. Yes. Like, how many Star Wars RPGs have there been, like, or a dozen or something. So, I, I, so, you there's act, been you some, act, anyway.
3: And you actually wrote the Judge Dredd RPG, so that's. Yes. Or of the latest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, um, so I, I, I thought about it. Mm. And I, uh, I did some calculations, some research, I ran the numbers, and I came up with the definitive answer. Oh, He's the greatest. He's fantastic. Wherever there is danger, he'll be yeah. there he's the ace get out he's amazing
3: <laughs> he's the strongest oh. he's the quickest he's the best yeah it's Danger Mouse Danger Guess Mouse
0: that. yes it would be the Danger but Mouse RPG a Danger
4: Mouse RPG
0: I don't think that. don't tell me don't tell me now there's a Danger Mouse RPG I'm, that I, I mean do like tell me it. that because I would immediately go out and buy it but it will also ruin my I...
2: answer
0: I'm sure there isn't one
4: Adventure Game Studio, Danger Mouse. What's this? I'm Googling it. Oh, no, it's a computer game.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think I'm safe. I'm sure I'm safe. I did do a quick Google search, and I didn't find one. You so know what we EM
4: Publishing's next license is going to be.
0: So that would be an excellent <laughs> idea, quite frankly. <laughs> yes. In fact, that would be perfect, powered by the Awfully Cheerful engine. I That's think.
4: what I was thinking. The Awfully Cheerful engine is perfect for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, That's why I said Danger Mouse.
4: You can technically play Danger Mouse using Awfully Cheerful Engine with you accidentally anthropomorphic animal heroes.
2: Yes,
0: that's, that's already it's already cited as one of the examples of things you can do in the book. Yeah, Tmnt it's it's crossed already. with Danger Mouse, basically. That book is. So, Aww. anyway, that, that that that's the answer to our question. That was a, yeah, a good question. Yeah, it's a good question, and it's well, okay. good answers, I think.
4: Yeah. Should we send them a book to say thank you? We
0: will send them a copy of the Awfully Cheerful Engine, and if anyone else wants a free copy of the Awfully Cheerful Engine, all they need to do is get their listener question answered on the show by mm-hmm. tagging us on Twitter with hashtag Awfully Cheerful Question or emailing us at morrispodcast at gmail.com.
3: Yay.
0: Yay. Right then. <laughs> Back to the news after that yes. deviation. We just okay. had the Blade Runner RPG. We did. We did. So this was interesting. James Mang... Oh, his name. I can never say it. Mangane- Manganiello. Do you mean Joe? Joe mm. Manganiello. Sorry, yes. Yes. The actor. Joe S, uh, as
3: we like to call him on the podcast. Yes. The cast, yeah. Because we are <laughs> incapable of pronouncing words. Apparently. Yeah, yeah.
0: I know. Yeah. I feel bad. But, um, He's um, a lovely chap.
3: Yeah, yeah. does yeah, many nice things.
0: Yeah, I've, I've heard I've heard lots of lovely things about him, but that's not the point. is it? It's no. not the
3: point. Mm-hmm. The point,
0: yes, yeah. yeah. that he is one of a team that is bringing us yeah. a augmented reality tabletop RPG
3: platform ah. called Arcana. Yes, and it's or got A-R. two. Ca- it's ah. got yeah, exactly. It's got the two capital letters at the front. It's not just a typo, which my, was my initial editing instinct. Ah, typo. Ah, but it's in actual fact the deliberate way, as you say. To show Mm. augmented reality. This is
0: quite interesting. So it's going to be, it's on Kickstarter right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's going to be an iOS and Android app. Mm -hmm. And the idea is wherever you've got a flat surface, instead of having to lug around minis and scenery and terrain and all that sort of stuff. Yes. um, You have digital mini scenery and terrain, and they appear on that flat surface through the magic of uh, augmented reality. Mm Mm-hmm. And it does look pretty slick. I mean, my, yeah. my thing with this sort of thing is that technology, while you still have to hold something up, mm. isn't quite there yet for me. You I want kind of feel
4: projected on the table, do you? Or it's
0: got to be in glasses or something, so that you're not oh, like but, walking yeah, around with something right. held
3: in front of your face. Russell's a big see. fan of Google Glasses, it's true.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you know, it's got to be sort of like the more mainstream consumer iteration of what Google Glasses was.
2: Yeah. was.
3: That, that's what all the best quality entertainment has, been looking for a key breakthrough is everyone has to wear a headset. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: <laughs> hey, these things happen. I mean, you know, at the moment everybody walks around staring at their phone and they didn't do that 20 years ago. So you never okay. know. But anyway, um, yeah, it does look pretty cool. Um, it's got like partnerships with a whole bunch of um, companies like Dwarven Forge and Reaper Minis and Hero Forge and Fat Dragon Games and stuff. So, and these, these all produce like uh, virtual... Minis and virtual terrain, three D models. Ooh. I think you've got to buy them separately. Like you probably get like a starter set with the app, right, and then so there is yeah. like in-game purchases, in, in-app mm-hmm. purchases to buy. So I don't know wh- how much it's going to end up costing you. <laughs>
4: but then yeah. you know,
0: if you were to buy the same minis and terrain, that would cost you anyway, wouldn't it? So I, I suppose mean, yeah, like, that's yeah.
4: true. That's a never-ending yeah know, amount yeah. of money. If you yeah. if you get into minis, you can spend. Uh, look, much I enjoy as little my,
3: like. my Sisyphian task. Thank you very much of constantly buying little bits of plastic and fully intending to paint them at some point. <laughs> and, and, and to be fair, to be fair, I have actually painted quite a lot of them. I just keep acquiring more. Oh, that is yeah. good. That yeah. is I think, in <laughs>
4: fairness, collecting and painting minis is a separate hobby to RPGs, kind of. It's, this whole thi- it's a whole thing by itself. I
3: am yeah. not
0: one of so, those people.
4: I wonder, can you make? do you make your own minis with this as well? Because maybe that will get around... Um, oh think? yeah, you can you, yeah. you can get licensed miniatures from Heroforge yeah, as well. Yeah, because they, cause mm.
0: they already make the mini, so they're basically all, they're, all they need to do is sell the three D model. Well,
3: they, they already sell the three D digital model. Yeah, they, so, the STL so, file. They sell yeah, those so, really. Yeah, well, that's good.
4: So that would get around the issue I was talking about there. So if you yeah. want to customize your mini and not they're, have not, a, they're not a large bundle sh- of misogyny cheap on
0: with it. Ford, though. <laughs> yeah, but they are. Mm, sort no. of Like my Death Knight cost me about fifty or sixty dollars or something. For
4: yeah, one mini. I. Having worked in board game manufacturing, that is kind of what I imagine one would cost on its own. Because like mm. when you get when you make the molds for mass production, that by itself is several thousand pounds.
0: Yeah, well, they're three D so. printing
3: them, I think, aren't they? They're not.
4: Oh yeah, they wouldn't do mold. Yeah, no, no, because no, no, no. there's no way they'd make molds. But three yeah. D printing is expensive as well to yeah. do properly. Mm.
3: Well, they they did the, they did the Kickstarter like oh what was it twenty twenty maybe twenty twenty one can't remember. Which was for, they must be 2020, maybe 2019, which was to let them print in 3D colour. So you could have a coloured uh, nature with different coloured plastics. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah, 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 my My desk light yeah. was in full colour. Yeah, yeah, mm. yes, oh, yeah. I, 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 I wasn't, wasn't going to paint it. Ooh, I, no, yeah. no. I, I know <laughs>
3: you know Jen. I know you know Russ, but I thought maybe Jess didn't know, and perhaps all this doesn't know either, because yeah, they I haven't seen it its pre tube state. I
2: see.
4: Okay. Anyway, yeah. okay, so after that conversation about minis, Yes. If you don't want to paint your minis, then maybe Mirrorscape Arcana is for you, <laughs> yeah, you <can laughs> yeah, have to tie it back yeah. in. Well, they
0: said the app's going to be out by the end of the year. Yes. And if you back the Kickstarter, I'm not actually looking at it at the moment. So this is right off the top of my head, what I'm trying to remember. It's about $50 or something, I think it was, and you'll get a starter set mm-hmm. with like um, some terrain, and you'll get the mm-hmm. app and you'll get a starter set. And then yeah. and then you can also get on an early beta as well. By, by, mm-hmm. I think it's about 50 or more dollars yeah, you yep. can get in on an early beta it's, um
4: for it. yeah $30 is the basic pledge level and then mm. 50 is the higher pledge level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's already funded.
0: Yeah. I mean so yeah. I, mean, I am happening. interested. I got to say Ooh. I mean that kind of depends on you all sitting around a table, big flat empty table, I guess, doesn't it?
3: Well, they had like a foam dungeon style thing in the middle and that seems to be what they were using as like a reference point to Anchor stuff. So I don't, don't really know much about it, to be honest. No. Wow. Yeah. It just, it just look pretty cool anyway. Once, yeah. once,
0: these things, yeah. once, these, once these things come in glasses format, rather than holding a phone or a tablet in front of your face. That's when
4: you're going to jump that's, in.
0: That's probably when I'll start being interested in that sort of thing, I think.
3: Okay. Yeah, there okay. All right. There you go, All Google. Right. That's your killer app. Yeah, I, I think I think that'd be pretty cool.
0: But then again, you know, part part of that is once I once I'm there with a bunch of people around the table, I might as well just start using because everyone's going to have to wear them as well. Everyone's got to have a really expensive pair of AR glasses, then. Mm. If one person hasn't,
3: one every well, I every single if person could use has their to. phone or something. I suppose like so. Yeah. Then like, then what happens when somebody's phone inevitably runs out of batteries? Because that mm. that sort of image processing can be a bit cheap. A bit
4: yeah. That's a great uh, issue of our time, isn't it? Phone battery. Wow. Oh, mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> All
0: right. Shall we talk yeah. about Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast? Yes. Okay. Who would like to talk about Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast? Shall I do it or would you like to do it, Jess?
4: I can do it. I've just been talking about it on this week in table. Okay, then. So, Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast. They have done since like 2000?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Anyway, for a long time. And there isn't activist investor hedge fund called old fox and that hedge fund have been like hey hasbro you should let wizards of the coast be its own company and hasbro were like no we don't want to do that
0: Mm. it was its own company and we bought it
2: yeah
4: Yeah. and and that's basically the summary of that conversation uh (laughs) in layman's (laughs) terms and um so because they said that old fox were like okay fine but can we Suggests these five nominee peoples to go on your board of directors at Hasbro, just to make sure that interests of the coast are, you know,
2: yeah. being represented.
4: Blah blah blah, and then Hasbro like, yeah, okay, uh, we'll interview them. No, we don't like them. Uh, is briefly what happened, and mm-hmm. then Hasbro, so instead have got two new people on its board of directors. They have Elizabeth Harmon, who's the chief operating officer at Discord. And then Blake Jorgensen, who was the chief financial officer at Electronic Arts. Yeah. So they've joined the board of directors Ooh, at Hasbro.
0: Yeah. Wow. So, sort of a little bit of context on that is because, and we've reported this on the podcast a few times recently, mm. that Wizard of the Coast is now the biggest part of Hasbro. Yeah. By well, most quite profitable. a margin. Like, most know, most profitable, po- yeah.
3: The biggest could also mean number of employees, i not they? Sure. Think okay. So, most, 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 po- most
0: profitable. Um, they bring
4: in the bucks yeah. for Hasbro.
0: So, what these investors are saying. Is mm-hmm. that to an extent, Wizards of the Coast is therefore subsidizing divisions of Hasbro that aren't as profitable. And yeah. if, if Wizards of the Coast was spun off into its own company, it would no longer be subsidizing those and therefore Wizards of the Coast itself will be more profitable.
2: Yeah. And the,
0: and the investors obviously want it to be more profitable because they make more money that way. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the argument. That's why they want to spin it off because it will be more profitable if yeah. or they say it will be more profitable. Hasbro disagrees. Hasbro said no we don't believe that's the case
4: well they've said it's um, so yeah the quote from Hasbro is it's unlikely to create value and it's contrary to Hasbro's strategy yeah
2: yeah. because
4: I think most companies you do have different products and lines and stuff and some make Mm. more money than others
2: Mm. so
4: that's and that's why you want the strong lines to be there because then it's a buffer for you try a new line and it doesn't work out I
0: also you get the synergy stuff going on although like I don't think Hasbro's really been doing that that much with Wizards of the Ghost has it there's Mm. not I suppose, yeah, they kind of license, uh, license like stuff gathering. out
3: rather than make them themselves, not, don't not they? Go, yeah. yeah. And, like, uh, I think there are economies of scale, like the access to the buying power, the credit lines of Hasbro, the various yep. other things like human resources, um, recruitment. Um, I I don't know. It's like investment. Investment companies just like to start things out pay. Yeah. They just want
4: to make money.
3: Yeah. Literally, Which they I'm do not, I'm they not do against. Do. Literally is the only they that exists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: It's, it's fair, but it's like a... I don't, I don't know if it would be the best thing for Wizards of the Coast. don't know about the RPG industry. Mm. But we are diverging from news and into speculation. Yeah, so let's go
0: yes, into, let's go into some more news. Let's talk about yeah. a Demi-Lich. Do you know? A life-sized Demi-Lich yes. replica... Which you can buy for $315, which is about £240. Dimmy
3: Lich. Is that,
0: is that? It's like a bust.
3: It's like yeah, a bust. It's like, it's like a flying skull. Skull, yes. Yeah. So it's, so a, it's like an undead wizard's skull. With glowing eyes around. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so, think these were those. Yeah, they're quite fun. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> so it's made of foam. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it can be positioned either lying down or rising up on a whirlwind of simulated dust. It's so got glowing green eyes and teeth with LEDs inside. Nice. Will be available in May, and like I said, two hundred and fifteen US dollars or about two hundred and forty
3: pounds. Well,
4: they haven't that, released an official price, but that's what the Australia pre-orders are. Right? Yeah. So we don't know what it will be in the yeah. US or the UK yet. Yeah.
3: That that does sound like an exit opportunity to shout. Think fast and throw a skill at your players. <laughs> but maybe that's just my inner chaos from and coming to the fore.
4: If yeah. you've paid £240 for it, are you going to
2: throw it? No.
3: <laughs> if I paid £240 for a skull, I assume it's like you know, a toy at this point. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I wouldn't. Well,
0: it's made it of foam. A foam withstand Favourite a bit of in
3: yeah. <laughs> Well, we, we shall have to wait for us to get his copy of the that's Litch.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so.
3: yeah. Oh, well, you know you love that. It's so cute. No. I don't think I'll be getting a Demy
0: Litch skull, to be fair. Oh. No. no. Well. Oh, that's what we haven't mentioned. Our what? 200th episode is coming up. We should mention this yes. each week as, as, as it comes up
4: to that's the right. event.
3: Yes.
4: So, our
0: 200th episode. And we have decided yes. that we are going to live stream our 200th episode.
4: We are.
3: Yeah. It's going to be our three. 13th of May.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be us. It's gonna be Shane Stacks. It may or may not be Daryl. I've asked twice and he hasn't replied yet, so I'll ask one more time. And if he doesn't reply back to that, then I'll assume not. But, um, He's ghosting you yeah, at this point. point. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, but yeah, so it would either be four or five of us, no. and we're gonna live stream it. I don't know what time because we normally record at two p.m. UK time on a Friday. Yes. That yes. is not good for anybody. <laughs> like UK people will be at work. US people will yes. still be in bed or something. So.
3: It's we're probably
0: going to well it's alright <laughs> for us yeah but, <laughs> yeah. but, okay. but I mean, I'm guessing we'll probably have to sort out a different time probably in the evening yes. for our time so I don't know when it'll yeah. be exactly but it'll be what date is that do we know what date that is
3: the 13th of May, 13th
0: uh, Friday, May. Friday
4: the 13th of May Friday um, the 13th actually May. if you listen and you would watch the live stream and there is a time that day that is good for you like mm. send us a message on Twitter or to the email or something because then we can maybe yeah. crowdsource the time from the audience
3: mm. like, if, you,
4: if no you put, promises
3: if you put your time zone in, that will be super helpful as well.
4: Oh my
2: so gosh, yes. I want, to, yeah. I, want
0: to, I want to add in a little extra, little fun thing for this. Yes. We're going to do a giveaway.
4: What? Oh, yes, yeah, I didn't know that.
0: A set of the yes. deluxe copy, the uh, leather bound copy of what? Level Up. Advance right. the petition to one person who comes to the live stream. Ooh. And we will, we will, we will, you'll find out on the day how right. exactly that person's going to be decided. But yes. in order to be in with a chance, you've got to be there at the live stream.
3: Oh, wow. I mean, that is nearly £200, but it's a good giveaway, but for
0: our 200th yeah. anniversary. 200 years, we know. It's not be 200 years, wouldn't it? A 200th yeah. <laughs>
2: episode, yeah. <laughs> no anniversary. Know. You're not
3: allowed. <laughs> you're, you're not a Demi Lux <laughs> yourself. <laughs> wow. Wait, <laughs> <think> that's <laughs> yeah. over. But we'll, okay. post,
4: we'll post details <laughs> of that up on Ian Live as well. Get that yeah. on the schedule. So yeah. it's um, once we got the time confirmed, that's going to be exciting. Yeah. Be um,
0: People will be able to see what our podcast is like unedited.
4: Oh, it's so oh, bad. Right. It's <laughs> it's so <laughs> awful yeah.
0: yeah they'll hear all the ums and the ahs and the awkward silences and uh, mistakes and the uh, bits where we redo bits and then we the bits where we go oh Daryl can you go and put that bit back in the beginning
4: but in <laughs> strange fact, bird I noises think, yeah <laughs> because yeah. we are li- we'll, we yes. know we'll be live I think we'll be better behaved because we, we won't be you know <laughs> hopefully maybe we'll <I'm> yes. <laughs> see oh gosh oh, okay so yeah come, come on and uh, be part because yes. we can if you want to ask oh. questions we can yes. respond to we'll the do, live yeah, we'll definitely do um, a little
0: Q&A session definitely oh, oh 100%
2: yeah. Um, 100%
0: yeah we can't not do
2: yeah. that yeah I'll put.
0: I don't know what our topic of the week will be for that one, but that maybe that will be I don't know. We'll just, we'll,
3: we'll have we'll more details
0: something. as we get we'll closer to the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. yeah. What could go wrong? Nothing. Nothing could possibly go wrong.
4: Nothing and everything. It's
0: impossible <laughs> for anything to go wrong.
4: Mm. Well, excellent. Yeah, I'll put the details of that up on enliverpg.com so mm-hmm. that will appear once we have a time for it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> In our fun interactive calendar.
0: Yes, it's fun. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>
4: Okay, well. I, th- I'm <laughs> art, but I think it looks great. I have it, I Anyway. i I have some I more Ian, it, so I I have some about, Ian live news as well, mm-hmm. if I can yes. segue well,
3: live RPG?
2: Tell me what. Yes, and yeah, links to PG. Level Up.
4: So we are going to have our first Level Up actual play campaign oh. starting oh. at the end of the month, which I am very, very excited about. Um, who's so- doing that? I'm
3: hmm? oh, sorry, because- I was just like, who's doing that? You don't have to answer my question. Well, I, I thought was you was just getting to that i know Um, but i'm I'm
4: excited i'm
2: excited i'm excited
4: um so uh the first it'll be happening every tuesday weekly for an eight-week campaign starting on tuesday the 26th of april Mm. we are doing the cast announcements next week which i'm very excited about um we've got some awesome people uh but over the weekend some of the content creators we're working with are doing little teaser preview things so if you're very Mm. eagle-eyed and you are part of the online tabletop RPG, kind of online communities on TikTok and Twitter and Twitch and things, you may you may get some sneaky information over the weekend, but next week we're mm. going to do the official cast announcement and tell you the theme and everything. But I'm very excited about it because I've been working on this for about a month behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be really excited to get that out. And yeah, so they'll be playing, using the Level Up Advanced 5th Edition system. So you'll get to see how that works and see, you know, how characters, you know, character creation works and things like that. So it's going to be very exciting.
0: Mm. The other day I saw the Really awesome intro sequence.
4: Yes, the the teaser trailer
0: that yes. you put together. Ah, oh, it, it, it's so, good. It is so <laughs> good.
4: It's fun. It's looking even better now. I've got. I've actually dropped a new one in that folder, so you can go have a look in there because I actually got some more content mm-hmm. from. Yeah,
0: excited.
3: Peter has not anyway. seen this. I have not seen it.
4: You can have a look if you want, Peter, I'll send you the dropbox so you can have a oh, look. It's not finished, it's a half finished trailer.
3: <laughs> oh, my favourite car. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> There's big squares on it saying, Image will go here <laughs> and things like that.
3: Yeah. Oh, that sounds uh, actually quite fun. Anyway.
4: Yeah. <laughs> anyway. but anyway, yeah, so that's my other Ian Live news as well as the we're doing the live stream episode, that will be coming out as well.
0: well earlier this week we had Andy Peregrine on Ian Live talking all about Ooh. June or Dune yes, or June, yes. depending on how you pronounce the word.
4: Yep, so yeah. he, we talked about that, which is very interesting because Andrew Peregrine can talk for 50 years with one prompt, which mm-hmm. is great. So mm-hmm. perfect guest to have on our show. Uh, so that was really great. Uh, so that's out on the podcast now as well. Or, or you can watch the videos. And on, on Monday? Out, yeah. And next Monday we have Banana Chan coming on to talk about Demios Academy.
2: Excellent.
4: Which is on Kickstarter now and is funded, I believe. And uh, is I picked this one because I saw it on Kickstarter and it looks really cool because it's got um, colouring as a mechanic.
3: Is it not so- Demios Academy? Probably. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's like a... <laughs> it means terror in Latin. Demonst it's what it there we it's go. like one the moons a Mars, but there you
4: go. There we go. That's why you're here, Peter. No. But yeah, so we're talking Do about that. no
3: no-house-pronounced things. <laughs> yeah.
4: I don't yeah. remember.
0: It's oh. gem, 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 generally speaking... You don't know how to pronounce things, so
3: it's And yet, I guess I'm the one who has to be, be, be aware yeah, of this. So, dull. okay. Fair. Peter's Sorry. the
4: best of a bad bunch, so that's what we've got. <laughs> <Wow>. um, <laughs> we buried
3: that bar, that we covered it in concrete. Yeah. <laughs> and
4: exactly. we've got some weights on top. <laughs> but yeah, we're talking about that on Not d and We're talking with them on Monday about uh, Not D&D, so that's 10pm BST for the live stream. Or, of course, catch up whenever you want on the podcast.
3: Mm. Um, Exciting.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, back to the back to the other news. So we've got something about the Dark Crystal adventure game. Oh. Yes. So right. that was released last year, I think. Mm-hmm. Not cover, I think, was it last
2: year?
0: Yeah. Um it was either last year or the year before. I think it might have been last year. Um but anyway, maybe, the, yeah. the, the, that exists. Uh mm-hmm. but it's now only just hit PDF on Drive RPG. I'm not sure yeah. why there was the big delay. But it's hit PDF or drive to RPG, so you can go and pick that up there. So the physical book, uh, oh, here we go. I've got a link here. Oh, 21st of August, twenty twenty one. There we go. That's when that came out. So last year, yes, it was last year. Yeah, so it
4: was last year. Yeah. It's yeah. got a transparent overlay in some of the pages, so you can hide and reveal information in the book. Yeah, and they've recreated that in the PDF apparently. So maybe that's why it took a while to kind of maybe yeah, yeah. get there because it has like some sort of interactive overlay feature with it. Mm. Cool. Um, so it's not just a not just your bog standard PDF. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, you're a dark crystal fan, aren't you, Peter? I think. Yeah. <laughs> I take that as a yes
2: then. That was great but very quiet uh,
4: Maybe Darl will need another one of those For the recording if you, if you please
3: There you go Beautiful thank you You're very welcome <laughs> oh, dear, dear,
0: dear. What am I doing
4: here What a time to know.
3: be alive Go team Skeksy tea. I'm Skeksy and I know it <laughs>
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I had to do
3: that. (laughs) Uh, Jess just took D4 psychic damage. It's awesome.
0: Can either of you think of any news that I've missed?
4: Did we talk about Pathfinder going on to Foundry? We didn't. That's some news. There you go. I thought Pathfinder Um, already
0: was on Foundry and had been for quite a long time.
4: Pathfinder second edition. Yeah.
3: I thought likewise that it was a deal of that. I thought I the, know whole, reason, the whole reason it's
0: Pathfinder...
4: official. Oh. The official oh. support, because gotcha. they're having a partnership with Paizo. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, so there was, a fan. Right. there was a community-led project. Yes. Oh. So yeah. now
4: Paizo is partnered with Foundry to bring official support for Pathfinder 2nd Edition mm. to Foundry Virtual Table. Okay.
0: Nice.
2: Oh. Strong. Strong.
0: So, so yep. uh, what does that mean for the community project then? Does that is it going to be as well as, or is it going to develop oh. on top of that, or...?
4: I'm just I'm just checking now, actually. Um, so it looks like they're putting adventure paths on there
0: mm.
4: and and things like Ooh. that. So it do, it doesn't say that they're taking away the community project. I think it's just it might be
0: that the community more... project the community project handles the rule system, maybe. but obviously you can't as a community project put on adventure paths or any of the IP. You can put the rule system on there. Yeah, so maybe, maybe part, that's it. Yeah, maybe Prizel will be putting the adventures on there, which you can buy while the mm-hmm. while the rule system is free, perhaps or something like that. Interesting. That's all speculation, though. I don't know.
4: Uh, yeah. yeah, but they, they made the announcement this week. Um, so you go to Foundry and have a look on there if you want to check in detail. But it doesn't say anything about the community project being...
2: Mm. Just, I, I, they're putting
4: I, adventures on there. Um, shortly after April 27th, there's Punks and Powder keg, the first adventure and the outlaws of Alkenstar Adventure Path.
3: I do have a tiny bit of news. A newsletter, yeah. if you will. Okay. Yes, uh, for Advanced 5th edition. There is now a page on A5E Tools, which is the electronic version of the website, devoted to third-party publishers. A small but burgeoning industry.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I'm on it, obviously. <laughs>
2: um
3: But so is Peter Martin and Anthony Olympio. And I hear rumours that the Manual of Adventurous Resources, or more, will be coming soon, and uh the fabulous dm sarah who is an amazing of artist as well as professional dm as well as excellent designer is saying is talking about uh producing exploration encounters which i have to say as soon as I'm like yes i must buy this book thank you so that's pretty cool
4: you know i hear sarah is an excellent gm and does excellent live streaming just by coincidence mm. nothing yeah, related I to that. anything i've mentioned earlier
3: <laughs> yes indeed I look forward to seeing her on her live streams.
2: Yes. Right. It's time to play our favourite game. It's time to play the game. Our favourite game in all the world. Guess the Kickstarter from just the name.
0: We're playing our favourite game in all the world. The game where I read out the name of a Kickstarter and you try and guess what it is from just the name. Who would like to go first?
4: Who went first last week?
3: I
2: can't remember. remember.
3: I think it was me.
4: Okay, I'll go first this week. No? Okay, then.
0: okay. Okay, Jess. Are you ready?
4: Never, but I will still it. You look, you look ready.
0: You look ready. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. I'm running on like two hours sleep and loads of Woo! coffee. That, yeah. Two that'll, Oreos. Pa- that'll probably Let's make go. you
0: better at the game.
3: It's true.
4: More delirious. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. That's okay. So what it's is...
3: It's fine.
0: Uh, this is, um, unfortunately, one of those ones with a colon and then an explanation after it, which tells you exactly what it is.
4: So you're going to read that out for me. Yeah? So
0: you're going to get one word, I'm afraid.
4: Brilliant, fantastic. This
0: is yeah. What is K-Mon or K-mon, Kamon?
4: <laughs> I say Peter, how do you pronounce as as the official person that pronounces yep. things? How do we pronounce that?
3: Uh, how, I don't know. How do you spell it, Russ? K A M O N. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on. Like yeah.
4: That sounds like.
3: I, I mean, I'd be completely dumb. The so.
4: board game company. That does cool, cool, cool minis and things. Simon, yeah. Yeah, cool Whenever I pronounce it, I'm always so worried about the way I'm going to say it because, <laughs> come on.
3: I mean, yeah, so it's like, why is that? I cool have no up.
4: idea what that is. I don't even know what that word means or what it's about <laughs> or what it's referenced to. It could be a name of a place, it uh-huh. could be a name of a person.
2: Uh-huh.
4: So I'm going to say it's a place. So I'm going to say this is a setting book um, for Kmon. As it's called, Camon, which is a place, or, Cam- or, or Camon, yeah, it's a place that's called Camon, where the book is set. Hence, the setting place. I I'm running out of anything else to think of, so I'm just. What can
0: you tell me about this setting?
4: Well, what can't I tell you about this <laughs> setting? It uses uh, fifth edition. It's compatible with that for D and D, so it's a great setting for that system. And gosh, it's just—it's a really interesting setting. Full of things.
0: (laughs) Full of things. And And, (laughs) stuff. I don't
2: know. (laughs) I'm told.
0: I'm going to make a Kickstarter one day. This Kickstarter <laughs> has things and stuff.
2: Do you know what I'm I mean, currently I'm literally writing? Things, um,
3: okay, if uh, you put things and stuff for D&D Fish Dad, <laughs> people will buy it, and that could be your second million dollar Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I'm just throwing I, out I am
4: actually writing a Kickstarter campaign now for our next one, so you'll be pleased to hear us. It sounds exactly like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice, okay, nice. no, so it's a setting, and I think it's um, uh, going to be... Uh, On a continent somewhere and it's going to be like um, a new frontier wilderness. Not cowboys, but like it's somewhere that's not been explored. So it's like a untamed wilderness that you're adventuring through to seek out new lands and stuff. There we go. There's a setting. Yes, Enjoy.
3: May I take an absolutely wrong guess because it was a funny joke that I thought of.
4: Yes, please do.
3: It's come on, on, colon Eileen. And it's actually the Dexy design Winners <laughs> RPG. Come on, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. Okay, yeah.
4: I, I it. wish it was.
3: Is... What is it? <laughs> it's what's not. All, that easy.
4: What's after the colon? So, so
0: it, is, it is a, uh, it is a uh, D&D 5th edition setting. Yes! Yeah. Hey. It is come on colon, a Japanese fantasy setting for five e Oh, it's a set, okay. fantasy setting set in the Japanese, well, based on the Japanese feudal period.
4: Okay, so I got the setting wrong. That's um,
0: This is by an Italian creator,
4: okay.
0: uh, inspired by his third trip to Japan, um, Fabio Atoli from um, Pendragon Game Studio, uh, Stratalibri and Origami Ediz- Ediz- Edizioni, that's me attempting to talk Italian.
4: <laughs> <Very> Origami <good, well
3: laughs> edizune Right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah,
0: Origami. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't, yeah.
3: don't think so, that's the um, telling word. Not, not sure. So, so,
0: this is kind of like an alternate history Japan diverging in 1281 during the second Mongol invasion. Okay. And in this setting, classes, backgrounds, equipment, and spells, um, new game mechanics, uh, and basically a classic sort of feudal Japan kind of setting okay. with a load of fantasy elements mm-hmm. based on Japanese mythology.
4: Has it got like Japanese writers and stuff in it and artists?
0: That was the question I was wondering, because it is by an Italian creator. Half this Kickstarter page is written in Italian, half some of it is in English.
4: Which is I mean which is fine, but like it's good to have There's some people. Rules. It's good yeah. to have a team yeah. of people involved.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to look for the team. Um I mean, if it'd been like doing Marco the, the adventures of Marco Polo, that would be quite an interesting game. Yeah. Right, so just go around and make stuff up and say, hey!
0: Yeah, I'm not immediately seeing a list of the team. I'm seeing a list of artists there.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: That's good.
0: Which is uh, a variety of artists from around the world, it looks like. Um, oh,
4: okay. All right, fair enough. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but I'm not seeing immediately a list of the team. It might be on there, but it's a long page and half of it's in Italian. Yeah, no, so. that's fair
4: enough. But yeah, okay. All right, how many, more importantly in the game, how many points do I get? Uh,
0: 721. Wow, that's of oh. a million. Killing it.
4: <laughs> He's in a good mood today. He's giving out the points.
0: I know, right. Right.
4: All right, I'll take that, and I'll sit quietly.
0: Peter. Fish up Are you ready? Peter coffee from the Southampton Guild of Old yeah. Players.
3: I was born, right? Really. What
0: have you got okay. for me? The heart of
3: Chentufi.
0: P-C-H-E-N-T-O-U-F-I.
3: <laughs> heart uh. of Chentufi? Chentufi, Chentaufi. Chentufi. Interesting. I think that interesting. It sounds like a setting book, which will be for a place. It
4: will it have stuff and things in it.
3: It will. It may well have both stuff and all things in it. I would expect it to have the usual uh, archetypes, classes, feats. I am wondering if maybe it's got sort of like an Arabic or North African flavor to it, just from the name, and that or that's like an inspiration for this 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons setting, but that's purely based on Chen Tufi has the name making me think of Tufi and other stuff like that, I don't know.
4: Yeah, it sounds like a tomb or something,
2: doesn't it?
3: Yeah, and also half of uh, that might be calling back to uh, is it Joseph Conrad, Heart of Darkness? Um, So again, that might be a potential thing, like you're doing an expedition into uh, an area unexplored by the civilization that you're from. Okay,
0: system being...
3: Uh, 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons, I guess, yeah.
0: It's definitely 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons. So this (laughs) is by Luke Gygax. Oh yes, okay.
3: Um... The nice Gygax. The nice (laughs) Gygax.
4: I <laughs> <laughs> uh, like his Luke, evil twin. <laughs>
3: um, Luke
0: played Melf, as in Melf's Minute Meteors and um, Spells of That Elk oh, yeah, in totally. Gary Gygax's original campaign. Yeah. So. Heart, yeah, all those wizards uh, like people in those original campaigns.
3: Yeah, like Warmage, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, he authored Gaxmore, he founded Gary and this is an adventure set in his world of Okorim, O W K O R I M. Chentufi is a city, a city of Chentufi. Um, and it's a fifth edition adventure series from that campaign setting. Mm-hmm. Um, in the first, in the first adventure, your heroes learn of an artifact. There are many people searching for this incredibly dangerous device created by the wizards of the long dead Udrisid Empire. Uh, at the end of the adventure, our party was left with a critical decision to make and questions on how to proceed. In this book, those answers and more are revealed. Cool. Fantastic. Okay.
4: That is what that Peter is. was pretty close then.
3: I can't remember what Peter said.
4: <laughs> give a summary. So they said, um, you said the setting, right? Yes. For sure. And you said it was, I think it sounds about all right. I'd give him a lot of points.
0: I'm fairly sure that part of my responsibilities and duties as the uh, I of this game is to listen to the, what the contestants say. And um,
4: I feel it was pretty good.
0: I'm sure, I'm sure I was listening, but I, I'm literally blanked on what you said.
4: See, this is why I think it's time that someone else... That's not the thing that's going to Because you've been talking about it for a while and you've literally just not listened to Peter's answer. (laughs) I will give you points.
0: I will give you 500 points. Congratulations, (laughs) (laughs) Peter.
3: you give less points (laughs) (laughs) because you weren't listening.
4: (laughs) Part of the game is now being entertaining and engaging. We're giving your answers so you can hold Russ's attention. Apparently, I guess it
3: must be. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay.
4: Fine. As is any interaction. I with was Russ. listening.
3: I just forgot. That's it's, it's. not that I wasn't
0: listening. I did listen, but I forgot.
4: <laughs> I wish everyone could see Peter's face. This is why we are going to live stream it so you you, you can see that unimpressed face right now. Anyway, okay. Let's let's move sure. on before we all fall out. Okay. okay.
0: Swift. So this one. This one is for Jessica.
4: Yes.
0: That is Dark Nation.
4: Dark Nation. Mm. Um, Okay. So I think this is not fifth edition. I think this is going to be a bit more of an indie system. So I'm going to go for mm, maybe Powered by the Apocalypse because Dark Nation, Apocalypse, seems like it fits for me. Um, So the Dark Nation, I think it is a post-apocalyptic sort of setting. Mm-hmm. and uh, you're playing a bunch of people that are living in the aftermath of it, but the world is very twisted, dark, and cruel, um, and you are some sort of rebels fighting against the power structure that makes it this way.
0: Ooh. You have elements of it there. So okay. you're right, it's not 5th edition. Um, so this is a role-playing game about what you would do to uncover the truth and the price you were prepared to pay for justice. So it uses the rules um, from the Cthulhu Dark game. Okay. But there's nothing supernatural in this. The monsters in this are people like us and the systems we create for ourselves.
4: Okay, so it's a bit of being a rebel fight, taken on the power structure type thing. So
0: its influences, it says, if it influences our Handmaid's Tale, SS slash GB, I don't know what that is.
4: I don't know
0: that one. The Man in the High Castle, I know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, 1984. I know what that is. And Edge so, of Darkness. So they're that the sounds
3: like influences. SS in the SS in Great Britain.
0: That's what I guess. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, Ooh, I, I've like, not heard of it, good. but
3: yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, so that's the influences. So characters in this game are ordinary people pushed into extraordinary circumstances. Um, it's basically a simple premise: something awful has happened, and the characters need to investigate it and make yeah. make
4: terrible choices. I thought that was it, close, yeah. Like, sort of yeah. post-apocalyptic dark stuff going on, but you're fighting yeah. against it. Yeah,
0: like, you had elements of it there. It's not post-apocalyptic.
3: I think it's, like, modern time.
4: I don't know. I'd say if I was in the Handmaid's Tale situation, I would call that
3: post-apocalyptic.
2: Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs>
3: Fair. Legit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this sounds like a game that I will uh, love to hate almost as much as I love to hate Shadows of the Mog, which mm-hmm. is an excellent, well-designed game that makes me go, ah. Yeah.
0: Um, so this is uh, this is from the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a small project. Um, it had a €500 Euro goal, mm-hmm. and so far it's done uh, €1,500. So it's funded. It's got cool. three days to go. Good for them. So you have to get in on that one quickly. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, so I'll give you 250 points there, Jess. Okay. To add to however many points I gave you before.
4: I think it was like 721.
0: There we go. So that puts you on 971 points. Excellent. Okay, and Peter's Peter, um fair five hundred. Five hundred or something.
4: Stop taking points away from them. Just like <laughs> was it, it five fifty or something?
0: Was it five fifty? I thought it was five hundred. Oh so for us. <laughs> like <Let's> you actually remember. <laughs> let's okay. let's
4: let's meet in the middle, five two five.
0: Okay. Peter, what mm-hmm. is Epigone? Epigoni? E P I G O N I.
3: Oh. E P I G O N I, is that right? Mm.
4: Is that a pigony Sounds a bit like an a pigony. Oh maybe
3: it's a <laughs> Maybe it's a pigany.
4: Peter will a know pig-iny. Peter is it, the official
3: well, an pronouncer a of words. Is when <laughs> you receive a massive blinding re- revelation, but it's delivered by the sudden arrival of guinea pigs. So
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's, <laughs> a, that's <laughs> <in> the that's <pig-iny. laughs> And from this, we can work backwards to working out that this game must be all about uh, how guinea pigs have come <laughs> and maybe you've got some more like their more porcine cousins, but I'm just so sick have with you the given up on the game? <laughs> what would I do such a thing? I'm just thinking what's what the sort of Pikany is.
2: Okay. Just ask
3: any true guinea pig enthusiast and they will tell okay. you exactly what it is. So okay. the a, which is very important in some calendars. <laughs> Excuse me, (laughs)
2: is (laughs) where you have
3: a selection, or uh, where you get to play as guinea pigs who are seeking the chosen one, uh, and it's the journey that you take and the guinea pig friends you make along the way. That's really (laughs) what it's all about. Um, Mm. It's an excellent (laughs) supplement for fifth edition.
2: Yeah, keep going.
3: Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, it's a (laughs) 555 page rule book. Yeah, because,
4: like.
3: (laughs) With a full line of magic items, um, a monstrous (laughs) menagerie, which includes some of the guinea pig's most feared enemies, including the elusive capybara, which is perceived as a friend to all, but is, in actual fact, it turns out the big bad evil guy of the entire game. The Epigony
4: it makes sense it's a really big rule book because I think editing Mm. 5th edition combat for guinea pigs is actually quite a challenge (laughs) so I imagine you'd need to redo all of that
3: well I I, I mean but obviously in advanced 5th edition I've written Crafting Heritage and Cultures if you wanted to play as a guinea pig Mm. you could yes have we finished
2: Uh, yes Yes.
3: I mean, I haven't done justice to the beauty or the but that's
2: where
0: we are. is p- like finished. I've only just got started.
2: <laughs> We've just Strap yourselves to in.
0: Squeak, <laughs> <then>. squeak. <laughs> so, so, this is another Italian project. No, okay. and this one, the page is a lot. This, this, this page has even less so English on it than than the, the, the previous one. So, and right. um, there's only little statues of English on this. So, so it a, could
4: be guinea pigs. Well it's, what
0: not, you're it's not guinea pigs. And I, I know that. don't pigs know.
4: That.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if guinea pigs turns out to be a pig in Italian, then uh, I I, I would take that back, but I don't think it is. But um it's they call it a, a myth pop RPG. A what? A myth pop, M-Y-T-H-P-O-P.
2: M-Y-T-H-P-O-P. Ah, Stare
0: thing. down the incarnation of the 80s as you sip Ambrosia from a martini glass. Fight in the turf war between King Arthur and the Big Bad Wolf. Defend rap from the slander thrown by Antonio Saliero. This, and much more, is Epigamy, Epigany, the Pop RPG. I,
4: I'm going to be honest, I wasn't actually listening to that. I was just looking at what guinea pig is in Italian, and I found it. Isn't
3: Saliero, like, Salieri was an uh, Italian classical composer? Yeah. Contemporary of, uh, I'll say Mozart. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. It but you play as, Mozart, the, yes,
0: uh, yeah. unworthy children of gods in, okay. this, in this game,
4: which could be guinea pigs.
3: I, I mean, does which, it say I mean, that they're not guinea pigs? There is
0: no reference to guinea pigs anywhere on this page. There's no Did picture of a guinea Italian pig. Italian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Portuguese, Portuguese, Portuguese. Portuguese. Portuguese yeah. d'India. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That is not on this
3: page. I'm sorry. I I, I I I'm deeply disturbed, and I got so a little disappointed. But
0: okay. <laughs> but that's what that is. Um, yeah. It is it has twelve days to go. It had a ten thousand euro do- goal. It's done fifteen and a half thousand. So it's funded.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. I so I
0: can't really tell you much more about it because it's all again. The entire page is mainly in Italian with little bits of English scattered here and there.
3: Thank you.
0: So anyway, it's done well. There yeah. we go. Um, so um, I mean. I don't know whether to give you minus five hundred points for no. your guinea pig diatribe or.
4: <laughs> don't do that.
3: I, I think uh, you, your you know competition, it? Jess. I, I, I did. Oh, I yeah. Did get, oh, <laughs> but I, I just get, think
4: I it was a really good idea, though.
3: <laughs> I didn't get any points for the camel I, I leave. All right. Either. Well, well. Oh oh, in that God. case,
0: okay. So I've consulted the spreadsheet, and yes, Peter, you do get five hundred points, which gives you a thousand points total, which makes you the winner. Yes.
3: Of our favourite game in all the world. By yeah. 30 points. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, well done. done. Well done, thank, thank you very much for asking, Jess. I appreciate it. No <laughs> worries.
4: I just feel yeah. like guinea pigs don't get enough RPG time. And I know, right? Yeah. We need to uplift and support them as allies.
3: Are we all ready for adventure?
0: As ready as I'll ever be. Let's show that Demi Who's in charge around here?
4: Yep, ready to go. My mule is packed. You're what? My mule. It's packed and ready to go. A mule? You can't travel
3: with a mule.
4: Um, why not?
3: Well, it didn't exactly scream epic heroes, does it?
4: Well, so it carries my gear and my lunch. and What, what more do you want?
0: Look, we are heroes of great fame, my roguish friend. We need to travel in a style which befits such legendary icons.
3: Here, for example, I travel on a winged pegasus.
0: And I on a wicked wyvern.
4: Well, that's just, like, showing off, isn't it? Just showing off? Image is important,
0: you know. The townsfolk, they look up to us.
4: Yeah, well, I suppose I don't have a choice when you're whizzing about in the sky on a pegasus and a wyvern. I
0: meant metaphorically, as I'm sure you well know.
4: They metaphorically look up to us.
3: Look, we're getting off the point here. What matters is that you acquire a man which inspires and awes the local populace.
0: Yes, yeah, something which fills them with hope and gives them something to cheer at.
4: Um, well, I also have a donkey. A donkey? Okay, what is wrong with a donkey? It's a very noble animal.
1: Look, nobody is saying
0: that mules and donkeys are not noble creatures. Yes,
4: yes, you are.
0: Well, all right, yes,
3: we are. But what we're trying... Oh, look,
4: you've hurt his feelings.
3: Uh, his feelings?
4: Yeah, you've offended him.
3: How can you tell?
4: His ears are flat. Look, who cares about the bleeding mule's feelings? Oh, now you've upset the donkey too.
3: Oh, for goodness sake. Are you going to get a proper mount or what?
4: Like what? I
3: don't know. How about a nice T-Rex?
4: What? A, as a mount? Oh, an
3: excellent idea. A
0: lovely T-Rex. Should do the trick.
4: Oh. You do know what a T Rex's favourite meal is, don't you?
3: No, what?
4: Donkey. That's what.
3: Solves two problems with one bird. A uh, one donkey in the bush is worth two with. Ah,
4: uh... oh, fine, fine. No T Rex. What
3: about
0: a unicorn? Oh,
4: I d- I'm not really the unicorn type.
3: What do you mean you're not really that da- unicorn type?
4: Well, they just they just don't like me. Why ever not? Well, I don't know. Ask them.
3: How do you know they don't like you?
4: Well, their horns get a bit droopy. Troopy? Yeah, they kind of flop.
0: Right, right. No T Rex. No unicorn. What about a giant insect of some kind?
4: What, like a beetle?
3: Or maybe a giant salamander.
4: You know what I've always wanted to ride? Ah,
0: finally! What did you always want to ride? A shark. Shark. A shark?
4: Yeah, shark.
0: You know the Demulus lairs in the middle of the infinite desert,
3: right? And sharks are famously water-based creatures.
4: Well, yeah, what about it?
3: Is it, perchance, a land shark?
4: No, a regular shark.
0: Well, sharks aren't exactly known for trekking across sand dunes,
4: are they? Well, be all that you can be, that's what I say.
3: It's not really a question of motivation, though, is it? Sharks don't have any legs.
4: and they can't breathe out of the water. Well, that's not a very encouraging thing to say, is it?
3: Look, We are not trying to oppress the shark.
0: we're not saying it's not allowed to cross the desert.
3: We're simply saying that a legless water breathing creature might not be best suited to a landlocked environment.
4: Well, I I don't care. I'm I'm riding a shark. So, we'll be travelling
0: across the infinite desert, a landlocked expanse of dunes and parched sands, and I'll be riding my wyvern.
3: I'll be riding my pegasus. And
0: you'll be riding your...
4: Shark.
3: ...across the desert. Here we are, finally, at the crypt of the deathly demi lich.
0: And uh, luckily, our flying steeds helped us cross the parched sands quickly. Uh, wait, uh, is that?
4: Yeah, it's me. You guys took your time.
3: But how uh, did you get here before us?
4: Well, I was, I was on my shark, of, of course.
0: Well, if you're on your shark, where is it?
4: Oh, I sent it off hours ago. It told me to, told it to pick me up at tea time. Do you really
3: have a shark?
4: Oh yeah, lovely creature. I called it Finn. Get it?
0: This is ridiculous. There's no way you beat us across the infinite desert by riding a shark.
4: And yet, here I am.
3: I refuse to believe it.
4: Well, you believe what you want, mate. Now are we gonna slay this infernal demilich or not?
0: Oh yes, yes, I suppose we shall make our way into the tomb. Be cautious, my friends
3: Yeah, alright. We wouldn't want to alert the fiend. Wait, what what are you doing?
4: Oh I'm just getting on my rhino. Where did
2: you get a
3: rhino?
4: Oh he's been with me all along. They're stealthy beasts, Rhinos.
3: Stealthy? Rhinos are one of the biggest, heaviest creatures in the Nine Realms.
4: Okay, how come you didn't spot him then?
3: Fair point. Does this sketch even have a point? It certainly doesn't appear to have anything resembling an ending. Let's just call it a day and pretend this never happened. Fine by me.
4: I can't believe you all went along with it this long.
0: hello everybody uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast we just
3: wanted to mention our patreon peter are you familiar with our patreon oh is it uh, patreon.com slash morris yes M O R U S. at patreon.com forward slash morris you can find our patreon which is what pays
0: for our podcast and buys yes. us all these wonderful microphones and
2: yes.
0: mixes and other little bits and pieces and wires so many wires and all these wires uh, we have a uh, load of wonderful patreon backers at the moment and yes. those backers get we cherish you all yes we do cherish them very much and those backers yes. get bonus content every single week just as a thank you for uh, for backing our patreon
3: and because they're so awesome and so quick off the mark they also get to like talk to us in our discord channel which is pretty good Mm. Um, sometimes even deign to answer that uh, but even more importantly when we have guests coming onto to the show they have the opportunity to ask questions of those guests um, mm. and then we will pass on the questions that we think we I guess will answer
0: so please if you do enjoy the podcast head on over to patreon.com forward slash morris link will be in the show notes yes. and support us even with just a dollar a month every little, every little bit helps. Right, so, topic of the week, this week is, we're going to talk about a Dicebreaker article which lists the best board games for fans of D&Ds. We'll talk about this article and whether we agree Mm -hmm. with the article and then maybe suggest some of our own.
4: Sounds good. Sounds good? I love a board game. I love board games. I've got a big collection. I used to own a board game cafe. I'm all for this conversation.
2: Okay.
4: The top of the list and one that I'd agree with is Gloomhaven. Um, Interesting. So I've played through this. So it's like a tactical battle skirmish game. So you've got minis yes. and you've... It's like
0: a dungeon coolie type
2: thing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
4: Um, and you have... It's got a really nice mechanic with cards. So you have a certain amount of cards that you have Ooh. to um, use, but there's only so many times and you can pick them back up and put them in your hand. So there's... You have like a... It feels quite intense about the amount of time you have Ooh. and before you get exhausted and you can't battle, which seems to make sense because if you're yeah. in a big epic fight, I imagine that's quite tiring. You know, mm, mm. I, I, you know, I've I've not been in an epic battle like that myself, but I imagine uh, it's oh, quite tiring. It. And yeah. you have, um, I really enjoyed the board game of it. It has a bit of a story mm. sense to it, but it is mostly about a tactical battle game. But that's yeah. fine. Mm. Some games of D and D can be like that. After all, you know, you have mm. some games you play which are more combat focused, and others that are more story focused. Mm. So this, for me, does feel like if you play D and D and you enjoy. The battle side of it, this element is really good. And it encourages you really well to um, kind of strategize with the other team members because everyone has different abilities and they do different things. And so, yeah. It so is... what are the
0: different team members you've got in it?
4: Oh, I haven't played it for a while. So you've got like. But they're
0: kind of like D&D classes type things. I assume they're not exactly. They're demons, not exactly, so not but yeah, like end, you but, have a
4: rogue who's so. There's one who's yeah. really quick and uses daggers and is all about speed and dexterity. And then you mm. have magic users like spell weavers that mm. would be something like a wizard or a sorcerer. And mm. there's one that's like almost like a tinkerer. There's a
0: tinkerer, I see you mentioned. Yeah. Yes.
4: So that's like an artificer.
2: Right.
4: But yeah. So yeah. So it's very thematically. Feels very fantasy. And it's quite fun as well because the box has little hidden boxes that you uncover at certain times because you get mm. information as you go. And you do level up as well because mm. um, as you do more adventures, you get more cards and more abilities and stuff you can do. So it feels a bit like when you, you level up your character you, and you have to make choices. It's like well, you have all these mm. cards that do these different things. Which one do you want to take this level? Mm-hmm. so it's kind And of, you
0: get miniatures.
4: It comes with all, mm. awesome minis as well. You can paint them, the Ross, Confes- as you Confession-
0: love to. Confession time. Who has bought a board game just for the miniatures before? Well, I'm not even going to put my hand up, because you know I have. I'm putting my hand up. I, I not, bought one not
4: me, but my GM has. Yeah,
0: yeah. So. I bought the Alien board game.
4: Oh, for the Alien. Yeah.
0: Just because I wanted the Alien. Not that I wouldn't play the Alien yeah, yeah. board game. I definitely would. Yeah, yeah. I just haven't had opportunity to do so. I yeah. would love to play the Alien board yeah. game. Mm-hmm. But the reason I bought it, Yep. Was more because I want the minis for sci fi role playing games.
3: Mm-hmm. Good choice. But, good choice.
4: Have either of you played Gloomhaven?
3: I, I have not, no. Oh, yeah.
4: Peter, what did you think?
3: Yes. I hated it. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, okay,
4: fair
3: enough. It, it sort of it really fell into the uncanny valley for me because okay. it looked like it should have been a role playing game. It, it sort of seemed like that's what they're aiming for. Mm-hmm. But it did not feel like a role playing game at all for me. It's just like sort of. I'd agree. Yeah, yeah. I uh, just like did not have a good time. Um,
0: I mean, How does it compare to like those, like, you know, like Wrath of Fresh,
3: uh, was it Ashadalon and that, oh, that sort of thing? yes. The board game.
0: There was a whole load yeah. of those. That based on. on using the
3: same? I, I've never, I, I own like three of those. And I I've I've never played single one. They had zero appeal. But the miniatures however, had a big appeal for me. I was like, whoo, <laughs> shiny. Got it yeah.
4: for Oh, I really yeah. like Gloomhaven. I, okay. I agree. It's it's That's not good. it's not a role-playing game. It's it's a very much a board game. So I yes. would say if you're expecting a role-playing game, n- no. It it does mm. have a narrative aspect to it, but it's very much like that. And it feels a bit like it feels like a campaign, because you do have lots of sessions and you come back and your characters develop and, and things yeah. change. I think it's a really good board game, but it, mm-hmm. yes.
3: Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, I'm sure it's a board game. Absolutely fine. But yeah. I guess like, it's sort of a mismatch of expectations. Yeah. Which mm. is people are me, oh, you like D&D, you love this. I did not love it. <laughs> that like that's, yeah. that's more more of yeah. more the problem with the people setting your
0: expectations rather mm. than the game itself.
4: Yeah.
2: You yeah. If it you
3: perhaps. want to play a tactical board game, then like.
4: and that's and that's a hundred percent what this is, yeah. and a, a yeah. bit like um, I think it's Star Wars Imperial Assault is mm. similar to that as well.
2: Oh, um...
4: Have you? And um, were they... I mean... It, I,
3: I actually really... I actually own them, really like, and have actually I painted all the models game. for. Have Souls you? And the Souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gloomhaven I, reminds
4: some. me yeah. of that, because that's what the ah, gameplay okay. is. It yeah. feels... And and that's... But that's what I was expecting playing Gloomhaven yeah. as well. I was going into it not expecting a role-playing game. I was like, this is a board game and yeah. it's mm. a tactical fight. O-
3: although, if memory serves, Gloomhaven doesn't have a GM.
4: That's correct. It doesn't.
3: Yeah, it Where, uh so it's sort of a, essentially a cooperative board game versus yes. Imperial Assault which actually has an imperial player.
2: Yes. That's correct. If
3: I'm uh it, I see further on we've got the scent but actually mm. I, I I can actually talk quite a bit about the scent family and maybe I'll save that for a bit later if mm. you if you want to hear about it which for us definitely does not. Um but I might tell you <laughs> if you're interested Jessica. Um yeah, I am. <laughs> uh Yeah, and I feel it's, like, really reached one of the pinnacles of the, like, the the, the descent franchise in the form of Imperial Assault, because Mm. it really captures the feel of the asymmetrical nature of the conflict between the rebels, who are plucky heroes, Mm -hmm. doing their best to do various commando-style things, get in, get out, and escape, possibly whilst doing little Zoidberg noises, Mm -hmm. and the grinding metal fists of the Imperial forces, which are trying to squash them. Yeah. Mm, which is amazing.
4: But yeah. It, it felt really drivers, but cool. it felt really tough, um, Imperial Assault, for me as well. I mm. was playing on the side of the Rebels, yes. and I always felt like we were on the back foot, and I always yes. felt like, God, we mm. did everything perfect in that mission. I can't think how we could have done it any different, and we still failed.
0: Well, I want to play that game. Mm. That it's is a game I want to play. And I I, and I, and I, Star Wars that, Imperial Assault. That, that, that would be it, on to.
4: my list of recommendations for people that enjoy role-playing games. Because it's mm-hmm. one of those board mm-hmm. games. So, again, again, in the same way that Gloomhaven is, yeah, I know it's not a fantasy theme, and I think this list, we'll mm. talk about it in a bit more detail, has well, gone fantasy. This, this list, for is, fantasy. Specifically,
0: this list is specifically Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Was, okay, that, yeah, yeah that's like fair enough. But yeah. if
4: you're into yeah. tabletop role playing games, yeah, the Star mm. Wars game would be good.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so next on the list is one I have played. Yes, me too. I have a I have a Beast Man.
4: Same? I think. Do I. That's own
3: not the same. That's not the end of the game. Russ has just decided to break out a 1980s vintage Beastman model.
0: Why? I... What's the relevance? Well, no, it's just uh, Sharon bought it for me, and I'm not know really sure why, but she did, and I have a Beastman. She so
3: you okay. you'd like a Beastman? <laughs> I guess so. Like, like I, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know what's confusing you about this for us. <laughs> <laughs> You're clearly the sort of person who enjoys having a Beastman. <laughs>
0: okay, fair. fair. <laughs> well, That's but, all
3: but yes, you've got Lords of anyway, Waterdeep. The same
0: same. Lords of Waterdeep. Yes. Written in part by our friend Rodney Thompson, yes, who has been on the show, yes, and this is this is set in a D anD D setting. It's set in Waterdeep mm-hmm. in the Forgotten Realms. Yes. So if you like D anD D, it's very much in the same setting. But this, even more so, I think, than Greenhoven, is very much obviously not a
3: role playing game. This is very much
4: one hundred percent a
2: work so
3: placement yeah. game.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah, work placement. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. 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 Z- Z- yeah, zero role play whatsoever. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I quite enjoyed this one because I was like, this is clearly yeah. not going to be anything like a role-playing game, but maybe maybe I'll try role-playing along with it. And yeah, I just yeah. like fun. I no. think
4: the theme is yeah. nice and they have done mm. it nicely with your recruiting various heroes to go and do the adventures, yeah. but yeah. it could easily have been reskinned to be something else.
0: Anything I think I think this game did something really, really well yes. that I really appreciate in a board game. Yeah. What I hate is when someone introduces a new board game to you and mm. they info dump you yeah. right at the beginning on how to play the game. And often they don't do that very well and they'll start in the middle and you're like, I have no idea what you're yeah. talking about. Yes. This game, mm. as the game goes on, it gets more complex, yes. but mm-hmm. it teaches you as you go. Mm-hmm. So the learning curve exactly matches the increasing complexity of the game. Mm-hmm really well yeah. and there was at no point where I didn't understand what I was doing mm-hmm. right from the start yeah. even though by the end of the game I was doing more and it was more complex than it was at the beginning Yeah. yeah. so it matched that perfectly that learning curve yeah. and I, increasing I, complexity. I did have yeah.
3: a positive experience with it which I cannot say for every worker placement game I've had or even the majority of mm. them but yeah this uh, this one I recall thinking it was quite quite fun quite cute yeah. Yeah. easy I to love,
4: play I love a worker placement game so I'd yeah. agree I think and because the great thing about this worker placement game Is even if you don't fully know what's going on and you're new to games, you can just do stuff and have a nice Mm -hmm. time and it'll be fine. Uh, Because, you know, some of the games you play and if you're not doing well, it feels really rubbish. Whereas this game, Mm -hmm. you can just kind of run around and do stuff and it's fine. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and also there's an expansion to this, the Skullduggery expansion, and that makes the game so much better. So I'd say if you have this game and you enjoy Mm -hmm. it, um, investing in that one, in that uh, expansion, and it comes with little um, cute cute's probably the wrong word, uh, skull uh, tokens that are li- you can get little, they're like yeah. glass. Cute skulls, huh? Yeah. That, the well, they're not skulls. glass, they're like acrylic, skulls. skulls. Skulls
3: are famously cute. Yeah, adorable. <laughs> yes. Like demi lectures yeah. Go on, but they're sure they're not. But, I mean, they're, they're a very yeah. nice
4: component and they're very, yes, very good yeah. Yeah. And I like, yeah. you can also get upgrades on this. Instead of just having the coloured cubes, you can get little um, meeples that look like the heroes. Mm.
0: Mm. Um, nice. You, you could probably use miniatures with this.
4: Um, I guess, I mean, it yeah. might get a bit bulky because if you have those mm. big quests you need to do, and you need about ten adventurers mm. to collect, that might be yeah, hard yeah, to fit stylish. them on all on the card. Co- and they've mm. got ones mm. they've made for it, which are small but um, have the little yeah. shape of the yeah. adventure. Yeah. So uh, it's really- the good thing
0: about this. If you, if you like D anD D, this is totally set in Waterdeep. In Forgotten yeah. Yeah. it's like it's D anD D themed all throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Know? So that's, that's how faithful is it to Waterdeep? I don't know the Forgotten Realms well. No, I couldn't tell you. From, I,
4: uh... I don't know like, either. But from my friends that know the setting, they said it's very well themed and done. Oh my so, so
3: well, you'd expect that, yeah, mm. yeah.
4: And it, and so. it, I, it looks like it as well. And it feel it does mm. very much feel like if you know D and D in that setting, you'll get a little bit more out of it because there's lots of nods and references yeah, yeah, yeah. to it. But if you don't know anything about it as well, it's equally just a really nice work placement game. Yeah.
2: Ooh.
0: So yeah. I'm sort of those who don't know, Jess, uh-huh. you're slipping in the jargon there. What's a worker placement game?
4: Oh, OK. Uh, So a worker placement game is so it's when you have an X number of workers. So like tokens mm-hmm. and you put them on a spot on the board and it does a thing for you. Uh, and it usually means someone else kind of can't go there. So you're choosing where to choose which actions you're doing that turn based on where you place your workers on the board. So one area might be if you go here, you get two rogues and if you go here you can pick up a card and you can do this Mm. so you have a whole range of actions and things you can do on the board but you are limited by your choices based on where you place your workers and um in in this game as well it means if someone goes there before you you can't go there so it the the turn order matters and also decision you'll make you're like oh i want to go here and here but which one do i go first because i want to make sure i do this and if if peter goes there then i won't get to my thing and that will ruin my plan for this so um and another worker placement game that um was quite a classic one is agricola as well mm. which is uh, an farmers. equally exciting setting of uh being medieval farmers
2: mm.
4: which is actually one of my top five games ever. <laughs> it, sounds so it, 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 sounds like,
0: it sounds like Monopoly is a proto worker placement.
4: No, game. it's a roll and move. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, a worker placement, you are making a strategic decision about where yes. mm. your worker goes, opposed to just rolling and randomly right. seeing mm. where it goes. Total so converse, it's more yeah. tactical. There isn't a random element. The only other element you can't control is what the other players do. But then that's part of strategy and thinking. Because maybe I'll look at the quest Peter's got in front of them and say, "Okay, they're clearly going to want to collect rogues because what they got there." So I don't have to worry about them coming to collect the wizards. So I can do that later. You know.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, So Peter, the next one you started talking about it earlier, so you may as well continue now. What is okay. Descent all about?
3: Descent Legends of the Dark. It is the third edition of Descent X in the Dark, uh, which comes from. There was a Doom board game, which was incredibly hard, and it's all about. You're, you're basically going on a dinner call. You had Doom mm-hmm. board game, which was incredibly hard. The Doom ad- has in the video game. Too. Doom has in the video game, where you played uh, Space Marines who were getting stomped on by aliens. It was right. almost unplayably hard, and a lot of people were like, this is cool, but. We can't play it because the end player just wins too hard. Then there was Descent uh, Journeys in the Dark, I want to say, which was an excellent game. You got lots of cool stuff. You, again, were exploring around. You could teleport back to town. You got mm. skills, and there was a lot of fun with dice rolling and surges and more power. But it's a very long game and really needed an intermission because, like, eight hours was nothing. It would just eat eight uh, hours lamb. Oh, wow. And yeah, yeah. I like, loved, loved that game too long, uh, despite my love of it. Descent Second Edition was a lot better in many ways. It, well, it, you could play a couple of games with that in the evening very easily. There were like little contributions missions that, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the sort of the monster player and the hero players were attempting to try and achieve at the same time. Very well put together. Really nice. Good movies. I just didn't like it very much because I was just like, I didn't really get it. Uh, In my opinion, it offshot into Imperial Assault. Beautiful asymmetric stuff. Great fun. Great theme. Perfect. Nailed it. This, Descent Adventures in the Dark, which comes from this history, uses an app to GM. And it doesn't require you to move stuff around on the app. You could use your phone to use it. I have you can use i've actually played quite a lot of this game i think i've almost finished the first box uh together with various friends mm-hmm. um and basically you have your heroes who are going on adventures in the dark the board as you can see is put together and it can actually be three-dimensional
4: so different levels it
3: has elements of verticals like, so
0: on the pictures here i can see how lovely and you know, multi-layered it is. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah i i mean i really want to paint these models i just haven't had time but yeah there is a lot of, there's expiration, you're going around and you lay out things, which, and you, you don't know how long the adventure is going to be. You don't know how big the dungeon is going to be. You don't know what's going to be next mm-hmm. in the adventure, which I really love. I love not having to GM for it. I love just being able to be one of the players and yeah. take my turn. Uh You roll dice. There is a fairly complicated weapon system, but you don't have to interact with it. You just have to roll dice and count um surges. And successes and advantage, which are the three things that appear in the dice. Mm. And that's it. That's all you have to do. The computer then does all the rest of it. And it like does right. with conditions. You can flip cards over to inflict uh, various conditions and stuff. You can, it's, it's about managing your stamina, your fatigue, which lets you do stuff. I, I really love this game. Um, it's, it's expensive. It's a big box. It's like mm. a calyx bustingly big. Which is the uh, board game term, I believe, for the Kellex. From what I, sort of what sort of price are we talking? Uh north of a hundred pounds. Ooh, out. Yeah. 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 But okay. you
4: do. It's understandable why it costs that yeah. much because the the amount of minis alone is is a, yeah. is a thing. The,
3: the, the minis not quite worth it if you're oh, looking really? at about a pound of mini. Yeah, I didn't have that quite that many, so I was like a millionaire. But I got it for Christmas. So, thanks to my mum. Yay.
4: I think it's Um, one of those games that's good to play at a board game cafe to see if you like it before you commit to buying it. This is like a
3: dungeon crawling co-op thing, yeah? Mm -hmm. 100%. uh, Really, really good. One of the things I enjoy most about it is there's actually a story and there are narrative events. You can ignore the narrative events if you wish. That is entirely Mm -hmm. possible. I don't recommend it. What what my gaming group has been doing is we have been reading out the various parts of the various characters. Right. Uh, So, like, uh, it it comes up with like a little thing on the screen with like the various characters and they they have like lines of dialogue attributed to them in that sort of mm. classic where you've got like a silhouette of the character but you can see who it is like that sort of mm-hmm. two dimensional poster sort of thing and then we've been reading out the lines in the various voices that we attribute to the characters and that has okay. been like a lot of fun not gonna lie mm. and you build that up, look
2: fun. That you, look you, fun. you
3: build up this stuff. I I really really rate this game and it, this is act one. When Act Two comes out, I will certainly be buying it. Just based on the fun I've had doing this one. Well, I would like to play that. Well, yeah, I wouldn't mind like giving
4: luck.
3: it a go. I I mean, if only you knew someone who had both the games that you said you wanted to play.
4: Are you are you offering to host a game night? We all yeah, do live be. like in Southampton. It's not really unfeasible. Um, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: yeah. You
4: see how the play goes.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh so the next one on this number four yes. on the list is cool. Catacombs, third edition, and I know nothing about this game.
4: Yeah.
0: Jess, do you know anything about this game?
4: Uh, I don't. Sorry.
0: Excellent. We're going to talk in a very informed manner about this game.
4: But it's a d- uh, it's diff- I, do, I can see what I can mm. read on there, but it's a dexterity mm. one, so you have little pucks that you flick, so that reminds me of Flick'Em Up and games similar to that. Mm. So that's yes. the element of... Sounds like a game that I will be
0: very, very bad at.
3: Uh, so, I yeah. think it's a game that's almost certainly improved by drinking copious amounts of alcohol. I
4: mean, what game isn't Peter? I've yet to find one though. That's the case.
3: Uh, much I like, like to life. I just skip the game. <laughs> yeah, <it's>
4: just,
3: <laughs> just, <laughs> just skips the Yes, it's Both. Yeah. both. Drink your swaps, um, um,
4: oh yes, always. I mean, I've got my game of woofer up later. I will be having a glass of wine. So. Yeah, um, nice. But yeah, so it looks like a
0: glass of wine or a bottle of wine. Are
4: we? Uh, no glass. I don't know, I, op- I opened a bottle on Tuesday and it's still still got. You know, a bit left to get through, so yeah, finish that. Go? I know, I drink responsibly, yeah. as Peter Absolutely.
2: said, <laughs> yeah, and also okay, I've been so working
4: a lot in the evenings, but anyway, another thing there, yeah. This
3: third edition has what barbarian, wizard, rogue, and a cute skeleton ranger guy who's really good at barfing for, for some reason. Hmm. I guess when Boney Jim turns up and just has that winning grin. Yeah, <laughs> you just, so I think the reason this would appeal to get them out your shop. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I guess the reason they're saying this would appeal to D and D players is just because it's pretty much a the theme. fantasy theme. Yeah, yeah. that's
4: this that's whole list. Yeah, and that's this whole list. read. I think that's one of the things. I don't want to say it's a mistake because that's wrong. I think some people, the theme is very important and will pull them in. And if they like the theme of D and D classic well, that, fantasy,
2: that, they will I would say that's for me.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean. Not necessarily D and D is of the theme that would pull me into a board game, but I definitely think a sort of sci-fi like Aliens or hmm. Star Wars or Star Trek or something would. Yeah. I'm definitely susceptible to IP putting me into a game that I otherwise might not play. I think play. it
2: might
4: definitely. catch your, it'll catch my attention, maybe, hmm. but it won't hmm. keep me there. Do you know right. what I mean? Well, yeah, so if it's, yeah,
0: it's still got to be a good game. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. but I th- I think when I'm thinking about games to recommend to a role player. I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily just thinking about theme. I'm thinking about what style of roleplay do they like? Do they really like tactical mm. battle? do they, they do they really enjoy that? Because if so, then I'm like, yeah, Gloomhaven. But if they're more about the roleplaying, I'm like, actually, you you don't you need a anD D theme. You need a narrative game. So maybe you want to play Dixit, where you're playing, you're giving mm. abstract clues about pictures and stuff, or Once Upon a Time, which is a card based storytelling game, or you know. So I think yeah. sometimes well- what you're actually doing in the game is more important.
3: Do you recall the name of the game that's like Dixit, but has a ghost?
4: Uh, Mysterium.
3: Thank you, yes. I can never remember that name. But yeah, Mysterium is an excellent example of that sort of thing.
4: Yes. Mm. So when, because that's the only thing I'd say about this list. I know we're still going through it, but Mm. I do note that it's all, this is a fantasy theme. And it's like, yeah, Yeah. but. uh,
0: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's specifically entitled for fans of D&D. Well, I know, but
4: I think what a lot of people like about D&D isn't necessarily the fantasy setting. It's yeah,
3: I mean, actually, that know. is a good point about descent. That is, um ah, oh, is it Glorantha? RuneQuest? Yeah, uh, that that's the this is the IP that the descent board games come from. Which I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I recognised okay. a lot of the names when we we had the RPG come up. Yeah, like Roman of the Wild.
4: Are we ready to move on to number five?
0: So, so the last one yes. is another D and D one, like specifically D and D themed mm. one. Yes. Mm. Uh, this is Betrayal at Boulders Gate. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I again have not played it, but the Betrayal series mm-hmm. yes. is a is a is a series of its own. Mm. Yes. Um,
3: yeah. So who, who can tell who can tell us about that
2: one? I I really like Betrayal Betrayal
3: at House... Oh, sorry. I I actually own Betrayal at House on the Hill, so it's like...
2: Yeah.
3: I I don't... I I wouldn't... Because I have Betrayal at House on the Hill, I wouldn't pick up Betrayal at Baldur's Gate because I'm like, this looks like I'd be buying the second game that I already own. Mm. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, the Betrayal series, uh, i had a lot of fun with. It's... I don't know. I feel like I like the idea of Haunted House more than Baldur's Gate anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I, I, don't, I don't know quite how this would be implemented because the idea that Betrayal at House on the Hill is you are, it's got the game of two phases.
2: Mm. The
3: first is an exploration phase where you're wandering around, you're randomly generating the house by mm. going into various rooms and in finest mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo fashion, you're splitting up to cover more ground that way. Mm, uh, as you uncover rooms, you get events or items or omens and uh, when you find an omen ring, you make an omen roll. If you can pass the omen roll and thus keep on exploring, or you can fail it and the haunt begins. Which means you refer to the omen you uncovered, which is from a deck of cards and the yeah. room it's given in, and then you that gives you the random location to start the haunting.
4: Which... Yeah, trigger the catastrophe of the. Yes,
3: yes. yeah. 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 Um, and I, I, mean, I, I completely followed and understood all that.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like uh, Betrayal at Baldur's Gate does the same thing. I'm, I haven't yes. played it, but reading mm. through. Um, so, one of the, so you're a party going in to do uh, a thing at Baldur's Gate, and then mm. the haunt happens. Um, right. So, the further you progress, the more likely you'll trigger a haunt event. And then yes. that turns one player against the others. So, it then becomes, mm. haha, I secretly infiltrated your party, and I'm working against you. And it says that mm. they have scenarios that's like. Um,
2: Hordes mm. of the undead
4: descend upon a city of Baldur's Gate, or a giant dragon comes along and terrorizes innocent people. Um, mm. So, all the other player's goal is then to stop the bad thing happening, and the other player is then trying to, mm. you know, yeah. encourage for the bad thing to happen yeah. for whatever nefarious reasons they may mm. have. So,
0: two of the games in this list have been explicitly D anD D set, yes, in, in, in the Forgotten Realms.
3: Yes, one of them is specifically set in a different intellectual role playing game system but is that's not understood yeah. by the author which is unfortunate but hey ho mm-hmm.
0: but what what else would you suggest that's not on this list then games that you would recommend not necessarily just mm. a dnd player then because jess you've been saying that it's mm. kind of limited by saying dnd mm. so to a role player what would you what would you recommend
4: um so i'd say pathfinder adventure card game
0: mm-hmm.
4: um so i played that so it is pathfinder it's not it's not a role-playing game it's not Pathfinder. You have a. a deck of cards um and you have your character and you get certain items and equipments and abilities so you build up after a while and it's a deck builder um but Hmm. it's cooperative because you have a shared um goal in the middle of the table and you're trying to uncover different um things and, and beat them that way and it is also an ongoing game so you can play it as a campaign um so if you like meeting up with your friends hanging out on a like weekly basis doing a campaign type thing this is a really nice card game for that um, so I played it with my old gaming group. Oh, it Must have been about like seven, eight years ago. We played this now, mm-hmm. <laughs> thinking back. But we we played it for a long time. We'd meet up once a week, and we'd we'd for a few months. We just played this, and that was what we met met up to play. God,
0: I always feel like the Pathfinder Adventure Card Game is new-ish, but yeah, it's not now, is it? It's... No, yeah. it's
4: old oh, now. Yeah, because twenty
3: seventeen, like Blades in the Dark is actually five years old. Hmm. Time
4: yeah. is doesn't count anymore though, because the pandemic's just made it true.
2: Yes. But, yeah, so it yeah. doesn't matter. Um no. but
4: Pathfinder Adventure Card Game would be one of mine. And another which mm. is not one I'd say necessarily recommend to um kind of players, but it is a Dungeons and Dragons theme brand one, and that's Tyrants okay. of the Underdark.
2: Oh right. Which yeah. is mm.
4: my definitely in my top five games. Really? Yes, I would love it.
2: Huh, okay.
4: So it's a deck it's a kind of a worker placement. And you've also got like a set collection kind of deck building element to it. And I love it. Right. right. <laughs> and and <laughs> it's very kind of, uh, you're not actively fighting. You're just kind of mm. control different areas of the Underdark. And you're like, mm. oh, I'm just going to place my person there. That means you should go. And I just, oh, I just happen to be mm. here. So it feels very kind of, manipulative political drow and it's uh-huh. the theme isn't like oh I'm coming here and stabbing your people out of the way. In order to get someone out you need to place a spy there and get more influence and it's um I just like the theme and it's just like an area control sort of game. I really like okay. it. Yeah.
2: Mm.
0: yeah. I mean my personal taste in I think games is I really enjoyed like things like Battlestar Galactica with its patrol oh. mechanic. Yeah. Which I thought yeah. was kind of fun. And that kind of brought in it's not not role playing in the slightest, but it kind of brought in a slightly role play mm-hmm. sheen to it, mm. which I quite liked. Yeah. Mm. So I read so I enjoy trait mechanics in games. I think they're fun. Yeah. Um and I also am quite a fan of sort of tactical skirmishy type games. Mm.
2: Yeah. So
0: I think I'd enjoy those ones
2: quite yeah.
4: a bit. Cool. If you if people enjoy narrative storytelling mm-hmm. and looking for that in board games, I'd also highly recommend This War of Mine. Um, Mm -hmm. which is a board game. And I believe if you buy it at the moment, um, they are donating a certain amount to uh, support the crisis in Ukraine. Uh, Mm -hmm. Don't quote me on that. I don't know if that's still going, but it it was the case a while ago. And this, uh, you're playing um, civilians in a war zone, just trying to survive. So it's resource management uh, as a board game. So it's uh, collaborative co-op. So you're all working together. Um, And it's a real big focus is on the story. So you go out at night and there's a whole book of stories. So when you uncover something, it's... Kind of like Choose Your Own Adventure book. It's like, go to page 275. And then you flick and then it tells you a bit of the story. Obviously, Mm. it's This War of mine, So the setting is quite dark and, you know, it's it's based on people in war. So obviously, if that's not your vibe, then no. Uh, But that's a really great game. So if you enjoy narrative storytelling, This Mm. War of mine is a board game that will hit that for you. And in the same way, Dead of Winter does the same as well. Um, So it's a zombie survival horror. You're, um, you've survived the zombie apocalypse, and yeah, you know, you're just trying to survive in the win- winter by having enough food and keeping the zombies out. And it's mm. a very story-driven game as well. There.
3: yeah, yeah, so, like a strong betrayal mechanic as well.
4: And yeah, strong betrayal mechanic for um, um Russ as well. What
3: yeah. um, right about
0: you, Peter? Got any uh, recommendations?
3: Um, well, I hate betrayal mechanics, um, right. <laughs> not a big fan of competitive games, so any game I recommend which has competitive element is one that is very, very good. Uh, I would recommend for people who enjoy that sort of thing, Twilight Imperium 4th Edition, uh, which is a lot better than 3rd Edition, which was pretty amazing. Uh, that is a randomly generated text map, and the opportunities for role-playing and politicking as an alien race are amazing. Um, I particularly enjoy playing the insect people because the opportunity to, uh, give myself a little antenna and go, nack, 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 you will be assimilated. Um, is just <laughs> impossible. I, can, I cannot possibly not do such a thing. You don't, you don't
0: actually need a board game to do that. You can, you can just do that if you want.
3: Peter. I, I frequently do. Um, and <laughs> the game I would recommend for, uh, story-led stuff is I very much enjoy playing Munchausen which is where you essentially compete together to come up with the most wild and unlikely story possible in the best style of Paramount which oh, yeah. uh, I encountered as the film, and uh, which I very much enjoyed, because it lends itself to shaggy dog stories, which I have a mm. certain week this week. Fair enough. i on that note. Yes. So I think we should probably, probably call an end to, that I need to
1: go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here.
0: Why is RuneQuest popped into my head? Did someone talk about RuneQuest
3: recently? last night. I'm oh, talking about being a duck. Yes, yes he okay. could be. He could be a duck. <laughs> and he's like, you can't do that in. You can't do that in Advanced Fifth Edition. I'm like, yes, you can. I wrote
4: rules for it. What an ah, odd thing ah, to say. You yeah. can also be a guinea pig in Advanced Fifth Edition.
3: Yeah, no, um, you cannot.
4: That's not true. Yes, you you
0: publisher, as of the publisher and owner of Advanced Fifth Edition, I am going to ensure that there is in the a specific line which makes it very, very clear that under no circumstances can one play a guinea pig
2: in. Advanced fifth edition. As the business manager of EM Publishing, I'm going to make sure that never is published. So.